0: Diversify your bonds. Hey, guys, we're aliens. not about eating a good sandwich, you know. It's about the people there. And that's what's more important.
1: You can't live your life to the fullest if you don't have memes.
0: That's a Be careful. Sometimes you got to take the plunge and just, you know, go for what you love. As long as I like it and then not just dance to it. Well, if I want to be successful, people got to know me. All
1: right, keep that same energy. You have to consider. You have to think about this. You have to know it. You have
0: to try it. Versify, versify, versify your bonds what's up sponsors we are please don't sue us we ask questions laugh joke and talk about the journey that is being a small content creator i am uh migs we have in uh the room today as always uh our co-host uh ordeed and the certified dad bod himself Angelo. yes the one and only and our guest today is A personal friend of mine and a great artist, Kate, and she is the owner of a business that is going up on Etsy, (laughs) Artists Square Crafts.
2: (laughs) With a Z at the end, which means you know we're serious.
0: Correct. So anyways, (laughs) um, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about what you do and, and... bunch of other fun things uh but of course we have our sponsors that have thrown so much cash this way honestly we i what was the check was it three digits last time i i saw three digits
1: yeah i'm so rich yeah Uh, we're loaded
0: yeah so they're throwing money our way lots of it um i'm already looking at what i'm like my supercar is gonna be so. Honestly, I already
1: picked out the color of my McLaren, okay, cherry red, okay, with white, stark white wheels, okay, every part of it white, okay, just cherry red, I already figured it out.
0: And you would, you would think that, you know, we'd have more than on the 200 subscribers, but that's okay. That's it. <laughs> the money still comes poured <laughs> But anyways, here they are, that's, that's where we put that.
1: Now be honest, mate. I've been down in the dumps. Geico hasn't hired me to do a commercial in a while. I think it might be all the drugs and hookers I bought last time I went to Vegas. It's not very good for the image, I guess. So I beg you, please, please, get Geico now. I could really use the dollars. I need them to know that I am a good... uh, a very good lizard. Good for uh, on brand Dude. lizard, so please Dude. get Geico Dude. now or I'm out of a fucking job. D- Do you want it? What? Do
0: you
1: want to hit? Um, oh. Yeah, oh, okay, take thank the, you. Take the <coughs> That's some good shit. <coughs> so. <coughs> you trying to save 15% or what? Geico, saving so 15% dad, dad, or more dad, dad, on car insurance. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's where we put that. It's so eloquent.
0: Now <laughs> <Glad laughs> we got all the corporate obligations out of the way? Um... <laughs> let's just get right into it so okay uh you're on the podcast today we have you uh, hopefully you don't sue us for um you know i don't know something but there's always a reason to sue
2: um, i won't sue you <laughs> we, we but as, long as, as long as you put me in a good light
0: yeah <laughs> so we're here to talk to you about um the art that you do and the the website that's going up um I guess as an artist just first for for the people listening what uh art do you do uh like talk about the pieces on your on your website and the art you you've made thus far and uh the art that you plan to make in the future i guess like talk about your art Mm -hmm. stuff yeah
2: totally yeah um so i started my etsy store uh, a little over a month ago it's mostly got just like small jewelry pieces right now I want to put some of my oil paintings up there because that's really like the medium that I love the most. It's what really got me into like creating more and just wanting to be a creator was oil painting and as well as digital art. I do all of my digital art on an iPad Pro with Procreate, which is a the art program that I think goes best with the iPad Pro. I also use a um, Kiwion, and I use Krita on my computer to do some uh, digital creations, only if they were sponsors, or we'll take your money if you want <laughs> to give it to me. <laughs> uh, so will the podcast. That's a <laughs> <lady>. uh, <laughs> I decided to start kind of making um, jewelry pieces because... Oftentimes, it's really hard to support an artist when they put 20 or 30 hours into a piece and hundreds of dollars worth of art materials. Since oil paintings aren't like the most budget friendly things to create, I would like need to charge several hundred dollars for some of my oil pieces to be able to make money off of them. So I wanted to create things that I felt like people could support me as an artist And hopefully I could get to the point where, like, somebody would be willing to pay a couple hundred dollars for one of my oil pieces. So I started creating uh, jewelry pieces that are more on, like, the kind of cuter, easier end of the spectrum of, like, just, like, these, like, fun things that can bring you a little bit of joy. Uh, You know, they're only $12, so it's just, like, to have something that'll make you smile, not anything too terribly elaborate. Uh, I also have been teaching myself how to book bind so that way I can start binding books of like various uh, sizes that like I feel like as an artist I would like to use and then be able to sell sketchbooks in those sizes.
0: Ooh, cool. I like that. Uh, yeah,
2: so that way people can also have like a custom sketchbook that can have a custom cover on it or be custom in size or paper type. Because oftentimes you have to just like conform to what is standard on the market. And so I feel like this way uh, as an artist, I can also be like, oh, hey, here's a canvas size suggestion to you. What do you think? And see what people kind of gravitate towards that way. And then maybe start being able to produce like sets of books or maybe even like little art kits to be able to encourage other people to create as well.
0: That's Sweet. super cool art for the artist like uh... yeah <laughs> yeah super
2: i just cool. want to be able to pass on the craft you know i'm also trying to learn how to whittle and i've been doing it only for like a day and a half and i've already cut myself three times so i'm really excited for this <laughs> new craft like covid i think has been ironically like like it's horrible and i wish that it wasn't happening and people are dying and it's like just shit show but it's been a really good thing for me as an artist because i've just had a lot of time to create and a lot of time to explore some of these crafts that i've wanted to look at like book and whittling and see where my art can take me where my creativity can take me and i've just had the time because of the circumstances
1: okay so you actually been productive pretty productive during uh, this whole covid season
2: Yeah, it gave me the time to be able to get product created and my store started. I wasn't going to be able to get my store started until after I graduated in December. Uh And now I've been able to make like, a. have even made like backlog of product. So I have like what's already up on my shop. And then um, next month I'm releasing a new necklace set, which are these cute little like chibi animal faces. And they're adorable. But I already have those made, so that way I can start to um, advertise them onto my Instagram. And then, once you know, kind of getting everybody excited for them, and then they'll get posted in like August. And then I'll, I'll, I've already started creating the product, then that'll get posted after that. So that way I can be able to photograph it well and be able to make sure that it holds up for a little bit of time and those kinds of things. Cause I don't want to put out a product that I haven't been able to like wear for a couple of days and make sure that like, it's not going to break or those kinds of things. Like I make like sure that. design is solid
0: quality assurance on your products.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Have you thought about expanding out to like cell phone cases? Cause I know they, uh, you can buy those uh, bulk clear ones that you can customize yourself. And I imagine that would be a perfect way to use. I don't know whether or not oil paints, oil-based paints stick to that kind of plastic. But, like, I know that's what you use for watercolors. But, like, it might be a nice way to do, like, small-scale watercoloring on uh, those things. And, like, people samples of what you can do. Maybe that's just, you know, that's just me spitballing.
2: Definitely. And I've thought about those kinds of things. Um, You wouldn't want to do, like, oil paint or watercolor on plastic like that it wouldn't stay probably be like a spray paint type of situation or mm. an acrylic and then I'd have to make sure that I could seal that art in cuz I want to make sure that like people are going to be able to use the phone case over time and mm-hmm. so if it's going to be about finding like what would be best like which kind of clear coat or should I do it as like a sticker or an adhesive and so I make sure to do like research into how other people make products that last longer Before Uh I start, you know, purchasing like 500 phone cases that are blank, that (laughs) kind of stuff. So that way it's like, that way I know like where, what I'm going to be doing when I get, get it to start creating. Mm -hmm. And so I just haven't gone into like a realm that I feel like would work well with like a phone case. Okay. But I, I, yeah, but I would be really like down to, to try something like that. I just haven't gotten into that like product realm yet
0: i'm curious what inspired you to start making uh jewelry in the first place or or i guess art in the first place too just like talk, like how does one become like interested in art and, and kind of go down the path that you've gone down
2: uh i got interested in art because of my parents frankly my mom um she did these like small paintings that i saw when i was a kid and and my dad and I, like, we would draw together all the time. When I was a kid, it was a really big, big thing that I did. And it was just always something that I did as a pastime and as a hobby. I, like, my entire life, I, I never wasn't an artist. I have no idea what it would even feel like to not be constantly trying to create something. I think that I would explode. Um And I decided to start making the jewelry because I wanted something that I feel like people would actually purchase. So it's, it's really cool when you can support an artist by purchasing a piece of their artwork. But I'm not necessarily just like going towards people that just want to purchase art for a wall. I wanted to be able to spread this, like, kind of, like, little pieces of joy throughout the world and throughout anybody. So, like, if a 12-year-old is coming to my shop, they can get, like, this cute little fun necklace. But then as my shop continues to develop, I want to add more, also, adult things on there, like the sketchbooks. And the oil paintings that I am, I am going to be posting some oil paintings here in the next couple of months and the books in the next couple of months. And so that'll make it so that way it's like, Oh yeah, mom can purchase something. And so can her 14 year old and they both can have something that would bring them joy and they can tell people about and share art with and look at and be inspired.
0: So just from um seeing art in the, in the house growing up and you decided that you wanted to kind of go down that route
2: yeah it really was just what I always wanted to do
0: and uh so what's your you know routine for making art I mean we kind of talked about like you know COVID's presented this very interesting situation for people and and content creation like what's your routine these days for for doing that
2: So uh, I will start by, like, thumbnailing out a design idea. Like, I was just kind of sitting, looking at my cat being like, that he's adorable. I love animals. Mm -hmm. I wonder how I could, like, use that as, like, an idea. And so kind of started to, like, thumbnail out these necklace designs and went, oh, my gosh, these are really cute. And then I will create, you know, one and see how it looks as a piece And if the design, the overall design idea is working as what I feel like would be a good product for people to want to purchase, then I will continue to create the others and kind of do it where it's like, here's all of the art pieces and then I'll produce and create the little pendants or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, um, when it comes to like adding different types of products, what I'm starting to do is just go towards things that I feel like I would want to purchase from an artist that I haven't really seen like the sketchbooks, Right, like being able to purchase a sketchbook from an artist and being able to have that personalized, like in size or in paper type or in cover or whatever. I feel like that's like something that I haven't really seen and I would think would be really cool. So that's kind of what I started to go into that whole book binding thing and what it made me interested in that along also with uh whittling because it not only is it um, a completely different type of thing it's like you know you have like something practical something you can wear and then like you have like the little like here's something I can stick on my desk it's like a little figurine or or whatever and so it's kind of where I want to kind of hit different areas for people who are looking for different things
0: cool it sounds like you're also finding sort of the like you know you you asked yourself as a you know what do I want to buy that you're not seeing and then being like I'm that person yeah yeah I like that Uh, what was the I know I have a specific necklace from you it's this very cute cow necklace that I've been wearing for for like at least like a week since I got it now and uh, I love cows as a some people may or may not know and uh <laughs> oh, i believe my brother commissioned it <laughs> from, from yes. what, I, I, so like what was the how did you go about making that piece
2: so with that one since it's a commission piece and i do have commissions open so, so my
0: brother he reached out to you right he and reached out yeah. to me
2: yes and asked if i did commissioned pieces and i was like i hadn't really like thought about it and so I was like sure why not you know let's see if we can find something that you'll like and so he was like my brother loves cows I want to make him a cow necklace I just got this bear necklace I want him to have a cow necklace and so I was like okay well here's some kind of different like basic designs." so I gave him like four or six design options that were like here are different pictures of cows and drawn in different styles which one do you which kind of style do you like the best and then once he picked like a general style we were able to then refine that that piece by going okay well how do you want do you want things to be to be bigger or smaller do you want to completely remove horns do you want this or that and it's like and what color scheme are we looking at and those kinds of things So it just was, it just really is in like a personal conversation with the, with the person who's commissioning the piece. So like, it just was really like, okay, well I'm making this to what you want it to look like. So if you want me to make it more of this style or that style or my own personal style, like you have to kind of, it's just about a communication process in that sense, rather than it just being like a personal artistic process. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. That sounds almost like uh, uh, like what a tattoo artist would kind of uh, go through. Definitely.
2: Yeah, definitely. If you're doing it right.
0: Perfect. Interesting. So <laughs> that's, that's the commission process, right? You know, if you're yeah. to be able to some people, it's... they want to make art, but they don't have like the skills to do that and to be able to just say, hey, this is what I'm thinking of, you know, can, can we make that happen and, and to make it. Yeah.
2: Happen. And it's definitely about knowing to have a conversation with the person because no matter what a little bit of your own style is going into the piece, because you're creating it, like it's impossible not to put yourself into it a little bit, but if they're not looking for like your exact style, you have to know how to then like manipulate the piece to be what they want it to be and not just another piece of artwork that you're creating. It's a collaborative effort. Mm
0: -hmm,
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you Excellent. said, uh, uh, Alex was like the first, uh, uh, commission piece that you've actually like done.
2: Yeah. He was the first one that, that reached out to me for the jewelry.
1: So would you be open to like something like that in the future? Like- oh,
2: definitely. I actually okay. opened up commissions on my Instagram. So all people have to do is send a message to me. I'm trying to figure out how to make it a post on Etsy. Um, but Etsy is kind of like much more of like you have an item describe your item. And mm-hmm. so it's a little bit more difficult to make it so that way people can tell me what they're looking for without it them having to pay money first. And I want to be a for people who are looking for commissions from me, I want them to know that I can create what they're looking for. So I wanna be able to at least do some basic thumbnail sketches for them first. So that way they can see if our ideas are coming together into a piece that they like i don't want them to have to pay me money first to then maybe be able to make something that they enjoy
1: Mm -hmm. i had a uh, um, kind of moving on a little bit i had a teacher once uh an art teacher once when i was in high school ask me like what would you say is art or whatever and and it was supposed to be like Mm -hmm. some like big profound like like question which it, it can and it can't it, it can it can be and it also doesn't have to be so I guess I'll ask you that what do you think is art
2: that as an artist I think that it's anything that's created mm-hmm. with with like some sort of intention because art can even be the art of recreation right so people can go about their artistic career being like I want to be able to to recreate the Mona Lisa that's an art I can't do that like fuck (laughs) and I, I don't want to but that's because that's not the kind of art that I want to create and so like when you look at art history you see these movements and like minimalism a lot of people are like that's not art but if you look at it it is they are taking something and creating it with an intention they're creating this gigantic blank ass cube of of copper why because they want you to think about material or they want you to think about space not necessarily about physically what the exact object is you know so it's like I think that a lot of people wouldn't agree with me about some of the things that I would still consider to be art
1: I yeah I I, uh, I'm sure and uh, uh, same thing with me like there are things that I consider to be art uh that people would just like kind of write off i've gone to like m- uh museums and shit with uh, uh with like my brother before mm-hmm. uh, i went to one in uh, uh san francisco uh, a couple years back i remember seeing like these splatter paint uh like art pieces and i mean like i'm not really like big into splatter paint it's cool uh i'd still consider art Uh, And my father, of course, is like, and I feel like a lot of people also do this, where they just like talk a ton of shit, just because. Yeah, they're like, like, that's
2: not art, and it. Just because you don't like it or you don't get it doesn't mean that it's not art. Exactly. It just means that it's not your style.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And I think that that's a really big differentiation that we need to learn to make as like a society, because you're when you go up to somebody who's taken the time and an intention to create something and you look at what they've created and look at them and go, that's not art. That can be a really hard hit to like the person's soul.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah. And you
2: need, and people just need to consider that when they're looking at something, somebody took the time to create that. They put the, they put themselves into it. You're as an artist, it, you you're breeding your own life into everything you create. At least that's how I feel about it. And so if somebody were to just like blankly look at something that I've created and just completely dismiss it like that, that would be really a a hard thing to hear. I would much rather them go, I hate it. I don't like it as an art piece. I think it's wrong because like, I think it doesn't work because of these 50,000 things, at least then they're looking at it critically.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find (laughs) constructive criticism to be, the way to go but like some people i don't think know how to like they'll they'll think that they're they're delivering constructive criticism they're Mm -hmm. not
2: yeah and Uh, there are also some people who can't take constructive criticism even when it is like truly constructive true Our school will kill that though because you go through so many critiques (laughs) <laughs> and it's all constructive criticism. Your teacher's not going to blow steam up your ass. They're just going to be like, Hey, this is good. This is like working, but your shadows are completely off. This is completely off. I don't like this. And you need to do something with this. Yes, and you're sir. just like sitting there like, I love this piece. Fuck. Got,
1: <laughs> gotta learn, gotta learn, gotta
2: learn. It's about learning and about figuring out how to take that constructive criticism and apply what you need to to your art to make it better to make it seem more intentional
0: uh where do you uh take your inspirations for art like the art that you do do is there any like famous artists that you want to mention or particularly enjoy
2: um as far as like famous artists go uh i would say keith herring He was a graffiti artist he died in the early 90s of AIDS so he was a big creator during the AIDS pandemic when that was a big part of it and I'm pretty if I remember correctly he's also a gay artist Um, I would also say Robert Gobber he's uh, in the same time frame and he was a gay artist and he created some really interesting pieces uh, that dealt with the human body as well as Kiki Smith And these aren't necessarily artists that inspired me um, in, in like to create like their style because I don't necessarily have any of their like style characteristics additionally in my pieces, but more of just the ability to create whatever I can imagine. Like they just have created such interesting pieces Uh, especially I would say Kiki Smith has used like the most unique different kinds of mediums with her pieces Mm -hmm. she makes these just large figurines that deal with the human body and understanding humanity and I just kind of want people to look at my art and just want to create something themselves Uh, not necessarily in my style or even like recreating my piece just just to create something themselves. And those kind those artists do that for me. Um and if I wasn't such a stoner I'd have more more <laughs> artists to add to that list.
0: Oh, it's perfect. But Thank you. I, yeah.
2: But I'm I'm a stoner and I can't remember names. I mean, so, sounds All
0: like those artists that you said inspired you to do what you damn well please. It sounds like, and that's honestly, yeah. <laughs> that's good exactly. as an artist exactly. to just yeah. keep moving forward and and realize that like sometimes you you just make art and sometimes people have to just live with it. <laughs>
2: Fuck, dude, seriously, like. <laughs>
1: Speaking of your art style, how did you end up developing it? Was it more of a thing that you like naturally developed on your own? You know, you're like these colors or these like certain shapes work together. Or was it something that was influenced uh, by other uh, creators or like did, did anything like from anyone else flow into any of your art pieces? Or do you think it's strictly just like stuff that has come from you?
2: Um, I think that it's a mix. So I definitely feel like I had a style that was developing on its own. Um, But I got a lot of influence from one of my professors at the JC. Her name was Deborah Kirkland. She taught figure drawing and she taught painting. And I just got a lot of inspiration from her not only as an artist, but as my instructor. And so I feel like in those days, I got a lot of development for my own personal, not just art skill, but style. And so I feel like that was really when my style started to develop on its own, especially like my painting style. My drawing style hasn't, hasn't changed as much. I just include more naked ladies in it now because I can draw those now um and everybody likes boobs
1: everybody <laughs> everybody yeah, that, likes fact.
2: boobs that's just facts because boobs rock okay <laughs> they just do all boobs so uh so
0: cool. with the current like the shop setup and everything um Do you see the art that you're selling right now as like, like a future career or as more of like a side hustle for what you do? And like, are you like, or maybe like you have plans to kind of merge, merge, whatever you do in. um.
2: I like, I feel like the Etsy thing is like a side hustle more than anything for now. I do want to make my own business. Um, I don't necessarily feel like I have the kind of personality that fits with the world in the same way. So I want to create a business where people will come to me for what I can give them. <laughs> um, so I would like, like, dream of all dreams would to be able to be able to open a campsite for the like a a, have a a large piece of land that would be like a campsite during the summer times and then during the off season to be able to teach painting courses and then also with that I would love to be able to do like during the summer camps be able to have kids that come in and do like being able to like fundraise so that way kids can come for either super cheap or for free to be able to do like two weeks of crafts and art and camping. Like mm-hmm. I'd love to be able to provide that. So like that, that's like the dream if I can do that. And I would, and that would include having like a small gallery space for the artists that create during my courses. And also you'll be able to have some studio spaces for long-term artists to be able to rent and use. Cause it's really hard to find studio spaces that are affordable Mm -hmm. and that makes sense like some studio spaces you get like four hours a week and it's like 500 dollars to be able to use a studio space for four hours like like, i can paint sit and paint and lose myself in a painting and be there for like six or ten hours and just paint and i wouldn't be able to do that in a studio space like that because i'd be so worried about like oh my god how much time do i have you know, set up and take down and clean up and all of that. And then there's like storage fees and all of this stuff. And people just like want to like gouge these artists. And I just want to take that away. I want to be able to for people to be able to have a space to just make stuff.
0: Perfect. I like that. And I, I hope <laughs> that that is a thing in the future. It
1: really <laughs> seems like uh, uh, a lot of your goals revolve around like inspiring people And just, like, having people, like, or helping people express themselves in an artistic form. I I really admire
2: that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just want, you know, I maybe it's, I'm a hippy-dippy Wiccan lady. I just want people to be able to, like, chill out and create stuff. And so often, being able to just create something without having to worry about, Does it look good? Or can I sell it? Can I make this profitable? Like everything is about profit. Like whether that's just creating in general or like sports or anything, it's like people can't just have a hobby anymore. And I kind of just want to bring that back, the ability to just create something just to be able to enjoy creating something.
1: That would be nice. It'd be nice to not have to uh, worry about like I do music, and um it would be nice to like really just be able to create my vision rather than uh, i guess con- like shape it in a way to where i think it would be more accessible to people
2: yeah uh, and, and have to like cater to yeah, what it, the it, masses are looking for
1: oh because like i just would really like to make another dollar
2: <laughs> right Because we have to, we have to be able to make that dollar, right? That dollar do hit
1: nice, though. That dollar do (laughs) hit nice. How, uh, and I ask a lot of uh, uh, the people that have been on this podcast this, because I need help with this myself. I'm asking for, like, legit advice. Um, How do you balance, like, uh, this creating with work? And how, how are you not, like, completely drained after work, but then you got to, like, make, you want to make this thing? Uh, how, how do you combat that?
2: By always finding joy in the creation. Mm-hmm. So if I am making something and it's just making me mad and I'm frustrated at it and I'm not finding joy in it and it's feeling like a chore, I'm not going to want to keep creating that thing it's not going to be something that I want to do, whether that's in my free time or as like work. Right. Mm -hmm. So either you need to know when to put a project away and, you know, move away from it or when to stop a project completely. So as long as I'm creating something and the process is still bringing me joy, it doesn't feel like work. So I'll just get lost in what I'm doing.
1: Okay. You you balance it by just really enjoying Enjoying the creative process.
2: Yeah. And I don't sleep. (laughs) That
1: does (laughs) help. I guess that would also help.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think if you just find joy in the process, it won't feel like work. And you'll feel relaxation from doing it. And so it'll make it your pastime creating you know
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so do you think your your art's gonna sell more when you're dead as as an artist you know always always the joke right
2: (laughs) it always does it i just have to it it will all depend on if i make a name enough okay You somebody has to care
0: we're on the start to that
2: (laughs) right somebody has to care that i existed to begin with for it to make money at all yeah um so actually probably not (laughs) (laughs)
0: done for well if you're dead you have to worry about selling your art at least
2: (laughs) true that then i'll just be dead
1: that's rough buddy
0: (laughs) you know i'm hoping like you know at least i have like the youtube channel right like we got another plus podcast i'll be like did a thing see you later bye (laughs) exactly.
2: (laughs) that's the other way that keeps you motivated you're like i did something (laughs) that wasn't just sitting on my ass because in reality what are you going to be doing when you get home other than sitting on your ass eating food and watching tv if you're not doing something
1: playing animal crossing yes
2: exactly (laughs) and if that's what you want to do that's fine but if you want to create something Just create it. Like, don't put pressure behind creating it. Just, like, it's about removing the pressure and making it joyful. Don't be stressed about it. Don't be stressed about it being done by your deadline or being done in a way that will make it sell. Just make it.
1: Doing it for the joy of
0: doing it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know, like Bob Ross.
0: There we go. So, um, you've obviously mentioned already on as we've gone through this podcast, you plan on doing these these covers for sketchbooks. And um, I'm wondering, like, that's something that seems unique already that you don't see much of. And then, like, is there anything else that you think you make that stands out from the rest?
2: I think that just the pieces that I make are just a little weird. I do a lot of bright colors and just a lot of audacious things
0: Audacious. <laughs> i don't
2: know i i'm not as representational of an artist but i don't know that's everybody's art is unique so just having my own original pieces on there makes it different it's hard to it's ironically it's really hard to stand out as an artist because everybody's everybody in the art community is a special fucking snowflake you know mm-hmm. And it's all it's all unique or 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 talented because of the being able to completely perfectly recreate something or whatever. It's like you have to be able to like do so much and community. They you're expected so much (laughs) to be able to do everything
0: <laughs> this cow necklace is unique i'll tell you that i'm not gonna find that from any artists <laughs> i'm so,
2: glad that you are that it brings you joy
0: yeah we're gonna go towards sort of the last segment that we always do here which is the uh um i like to call it the last question card because i can never come with a better name they'll come they'll, there's gonna be a good name at some point probably anyways yeah. uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, Who are you? uh, Who are some small content creators that uh, you enjoy? um, Either like artists or even like YouTubers, streamers, whatever. Anyone that you enjoy, uh, and and why? Uh, Preferably small content, but if you find a uh, particular creator that also you have uh, found enjoyment in, uh, list them too.
2: Um, Chloe Rose Art on YouTube. She is this just really fun, really. Bright artist. I like, I mean, like, bright as in, like, she's just like this ray of sunshine. She's mm-hmm. really, her art, her arts is always really fun. And she's like, does like a lot of Disney themed art. And just like, she's just really, really fun and very inspirational. I really like her. And then there's also, um, Sweet. Super Ray Dizzle.
0: I like that name.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's a little bit larger. Um, you know, she's got a million subscribers. She, I, but I've been watching her since she was really tiny. And she's also just a really fun artist and just really inspirational. And does some really kind of funny stuff. And, and like, she did a gigantic Bob Ross mural on her mom's wall. And she started, you know, and she she tries out new stuff and kind of shows people that they can create with things like Corolla. And I like artists that show you that you can still create things, even if you don't have the most fancy art supplies in the world or or, or budget.
0: Yeah. Or budget.
2: Yeah. It's like, you can create something with a ballpoint pen and a piece of paper. Like you can do that.
0: Low budget art. (laughs) That's, that's my art. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Other than that, um, I guess this is where we ask you to plug your, 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 your pluggables, anything that you have that, you know, that we should take a look at.
2: Yeah. Um, the biggest place that I'm active on social media is Instagram and that's just Kate, um, underscore artist square crafts with a Z and no spaces or anything. Um, and I try to remember to post on there. That's one of my biggest issues. Is I'm not a big social media person. Mm-hmm. But I also want people to see my stuff. So I forget to post stuff. I like take pictures. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do the store also. Because then it's like people a reason for it will see it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a reason. And then I feel like there's a reason for me to post it on social media mm-hmm. as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: I don't know. My brain kind of just works in weird ways sometimes. And I'm like, I have to have a reason for people to look at this.
0: Well, I, we've definitely talked about that in yeah. previous episodes about kind of being more on the social media. Um, and yeah, I, to have a, having a good reason is always the best way to actually like, um, you know, post that way. You're not just posting crap, you know, you're posting stuff. You're like, <laughs> I, I did a thing, you know, maybe check yeah, it out. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> definitely. Definitely.
0: All right. So you, we can find you on your Instagram, Kate underscore Artist square crafts with a Z
2: with a Z. And then, uh, and then my Etsy is also Artist square crafts with a Z.
1: Thanks for coming on Kate. Uh, that is going to be it for today. You can find all of our links, Spotify, Instagram. Uh, what do we, do we have Twitter now? Sure. Twitter. Uh, everything is in the description below. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe, and thank you all for sponsoring us with your time and music.
0: Perfect. That music. <laughs> and music. You gotta have that music in there.
1: For legal reasons, we should mention that all sponsors are not actually sponsoring us, and we only mention them for the sake of parody and memes. All related brands and intellectual properties are owned by the respective companies, and the content of this podcast does not reflect the views or values of those given companies. Seriously, please don't sue us. We have no money.
0: I just realized what I would want. Mm-hmm. I want the ability to just not say. Imagine how much more productivity you can get out of it.
1: Yeah, you spend like, how, how, how many years do you spend sleeping? When a third sleep of, your of your life. life? Yeah, so like, like a third of your life. So 60 years would be like 20 years of your life you spent sleeping. Yeah.
0: And here's the other thing about sleeping, is every single time you sleep, it's just a free trial of death. You get a sample every <laughs> single time you sleep. Sucks about that free trial, it's freaking good. Like, <laughs> it's a good free trial, you like, just make it permanent, and then you're <laughs> like, You wake up and you're like, Son of a god, like,
1: <laughs> you, you know what? That means.